Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, this is Bob Shoy, and you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. And I'm all alone at the moment introducing this episode. No, Emma, uh, you may be expecting the Season 9 episode, which is recorded, um, is awaiting editing uh, while I finish my university assessments for this year. So I'm under super uh, time pressure. So to give me a, to buy me a little bit of time, we decided to put up the Simpsons predictions episode of Weird Tales and the Unexplainable on this feed. Uh, as we'd mentioned on previous episodes that we might do at some time to buy me some time. In case you're not sure what this is, so I host another podcast, Weird Tales and the Unexplainable, that's run for ooh, over six years now. And um, about a year ago, I did an episode all about uh, predictions. The Simpsons predicted it um, and that whole phenomenon. So some of you who listen to that show as well may have already heard this episode. If you have, the regular four and one more episodes will be up back in two weeks. If you haven't, you may enjoy this if you're interested in The Simpsons. This is me and my friends Beef and Tiss talking about Simpsons predictions. So that's going up on this feed for this week. And then, like I said, in two weeks' time, the regular episodes will continue as normal with Season 9, which, as I said, is recorded and is a really good one. So look forward to that. And I won't be jumping in at the end to give you the, the regular gump, so I'll just say this up the front. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at 4 and one more pod at gmail.com. You can go to the website, 4 and one morecom You can also contact us through there and find other information. You can go to bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. That's my name. This podcast, as well as the others that I are part of, including Weird Tales and the Unexplainable, which you'll hear a bit of now, are part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network. So if you go to my website, you can find um, other shows on there that I work on that you may also like. If you do like those shows, including this one, you can go to patreon.com slash bobshoy where you can support my time researching and editing these podcasts. And you can contact me and Emma on social media. I'm at bobshoy on Twitter, that's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, and she is at Emma Rowena, which is at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. And you can also find uh, the Instagram account that Emma runs, which is, um, if you just search four and one more, 
It's four and one more with underscores between them. If you search four and one more, you'll find us on Instagram. She posts uh, fun, just like Simpsons, Simpsons screens and comments and stuff. So that's a fun account to follow on there. So anyway, on with this episode. Like I said, this is an old episode of Weird Tales and the Unexplainable about Simpsons predictions. So enjoy. And we'll see you with a regular episode of me and Emma in two weeks time. (laughs) Bananas and pancakes. Yeah, sure. That's nice. Take a memo on your Newton. (laughs) (laughs) Take a memo on your Newton. Oh, oh no. Should we just go then, yeah? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy. Um, I have a couple of lovely co-hosts with me. It's the same old guys it always is. It's uh, Tiss. Yo! And it's Beef. All right. I was about to go into a really long-winded intro like Beef did, and I sort of got bored <laughs> straight away. I was just like, yeah, oh, don't, don't take that. That's my trademark. I was biting on beef style there a little bit. No, forget it. That's mine. Get your own. Uh, So how are you boys doing? It's a a miserable time in the world, so we're probably not going to spend much time talking about how we're doing because the obvious answer is kind of shite, but... (laughs) Mate, I'm on cloud nine. I've had oh, my dissertation. Great. Beef finished dissertation. Yeah. I'm actually feeling really good, uh, despite everything. <laughs> I feel really bad. I about feel that. good today because I've actually seen positive things on social media for the first time in like fucking ever, mm. and it's lifted my spirits a little bit. So yeah, That's good. absolutely. I um, there is good stuff. I stopped smoking weed two weeks ago. So about, oh wow! About a two week break, uh, and it's continuing. It's going to kind of carry on. I've seen a lot of benefits. I feel like this is that time that every stoner goes through when they just stop smoking weed and just have have that stoner period in their life, maybe. Hmm. We'll see. Have you had any um, bad dreams, night terrors and shit? Uh, the first few days, um, I couldn't hmm. sleep for shit. But now, um, I'm sleeping like a baby. But I've been working hmm. in London, driving back and forth to London every day. So that's part of it. Wow. But I feel way wow. more empowered in my mind. Uh, the paranoia side of weed fucking creeps up on you, and you don't realise it. Yeah, and then you're just That's like, why I "Oh shit!" Years ago. I don't have so much anxiety about things that aren't going to happen because I'm not paranoid. Fuck, that's what paranoia is. Yeah, I always I, thought I, I was I never paranoid enough without having to, having that. I thought paranoia <laughs> was just like. I don't even know what I thought it was. Like paranoia, like of of the government or something. I don't know. Like mm. of. of things but actually it's just little everyday things that you think it's going to go this way yeah but actually if you think about it rationally it could go anyway so you don't have to just think about the negative side of it that's that's what paranoia was for me anyway yeah i was i had a a real tough time with paranoia as a teenager um we're getting really heavy on the episode like two minutes (laughs) in i was diagnosed with paranoia as a teenager Mm. and um it took a long time for me to like move on like that was like a part of my life for Eight eight years, something like that. Mm. Um, but it mm. just got overtaken by crippling depression. So, <laughs> oh, that's all right then. <laughs> See, I've got nothing to add to this weed conversation. I've I've just never got into it. 
No. None of, none of it from the weed. That's just, just from my uh, terrible genetic makeup. What really helped me, actually, I did a tab of acid two weeks ago, uh, and that really helped me clear out the system. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> now he's on that instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I gave up, I gave up the weed well, and... Rather fortunately for acid, I don't. There's no such thing as being addicted to acid unless you're literally, you know, you're. People say the same thing about weed. Ripe and ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to meet someone who was addicted to acid. And, uh, at and the end of the day, anything can be addicted. No, anything way. can be addicted. Acid, to the right really? Anything can Have be you addicted. Taken acid, fuck. I wouldn't want to go back into that space after even ten years, man. <laughs> fuck that. People get addicted to like biscuits. You know, you got addicted to roller coasters, Tis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mexican food. Yeah, but roller coasters don't make you rethink everything about your life. <laughs> they do for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right. So, should we? So, Beef's having a great time. He's handed in his dissertation six yeah, years in the making. Yeah. So, we're all big proud of Beefy. Tiss has been making some big life changes with his uh, <laughs> terrible substance abuse. <laughs> exactly. And lack, uh, lack thereof. <laughs> Um, and I saw two good news stories on social media today so we're all on cloud nine yeah Um, aside from that the world's still on fire so let's uh, get on with a nice cheery topic Um, but saying that I thought there's a lot of uh, serious stuff uh, in the news and around the world right now and I sort of didn't want to just gloss over it because it's all kind of important so I thought I've kind of got a a fairly serious topic tonight Mm -hmm. okay Tonight we're going to talk about, well, the t- episode's going to be titled, The Simpsons Predicted It. Oh, <laughs> okay. I am looking Amazing. forward to this one. This is a pure, um, let's forget about the world for like an hour episode. Oh, uh, this so is the excited. one I planned on doing last time uh, when I said, oh, it's a bit too stupid. And then everyone said, do the stupid episode. And I thought, we need this more than ever. Actually, Definitely. I'll just say, I'm going to leave this behind after now. When I was on acid, just reminding me, um, I spent the whole morning watching The Simpsons. It was fuck. I laughed my fucking ass off. It was. That's. I was saying, Beef. I got the set and setting absolutely perfect, and The Simpsons. If if you're lost at sea uh, in your brain on acid, The Simpsons is. The perfect grounding tool. Just yeah, a fucking. If you're not just so on acid, if you're lost, yeah. snuggle into a warm, familiar episode of The Simpsons. You feel right as rain. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. One that you've seen like fifty times already. Yeah, whack it on. You'll feel like snug. Yeah, I, yeah. I sat there for at least three hours, just fucking laughing my ass off. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I had to add that. Excellent. Sounds good. Nice. So the acid. the episode that we recorded for. Uh, the known for filmography podcast of the Simpsons for one more. It was so popular. Everyone wanted more Simpsons content. And I thought, well, I can revisit this that I was going to do like last month anyway, or a couple of months ago. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so happy right now. This is going to be fun. You're worried when I said it was serious, right? (laughs) No, I knew you were never going to do a serious episode. Of course not. I spend, I spend all of my fucking time at the moment being serious. This is my break. Mm Hmm. So, uh, before we get into some of these crazy theories, um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole, like, The Simpsons predicted it line of thought? It's, uh, it's, (sighs) The Simpsons, to me, I can't even explain how much it really means to me. I've got so much education from The Simpsons, but... 
<laughs> on the point of it predicted it, the Simpsons writers were so on the pulse of what was happening in the world. It's almost like, um, like those modern day philosophers, like they, they mm-hmm. like a philosophy sort of thing. Like they, they knew what was happening, where the world was going, and they wrote that into the show, and they got it right. They got so well, they much are right. A ridiculously uh, like overqualified writing team for writing a cartoon a lot of them are like you know harvard graduates and scientists and all this sort of thing but they just like writing cartoons. really is that true i didn't know that, that yeah wow like 99 percent of the writing team are harvard graduates it makes a lot of sense wow. so they're really intelligent that's the writing team and, and it, anyway. mm, the fact that it can speak to the uh, you know because homer isn't a genius the fact that mm. they can get into that I guess that mindset and and do it so well because we can all relate. And it doesn't to Homer. feel like they're mocking. Homer is the part classes. of all of us that is just stupid but doesn't care. We all know that we do stupid things, but we're we're okay with it. We're we're okay yeah. with ourselves being stupid, and that's Homer. That's his character. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess we'll talk about a few of the big ones first of all. I know we have a ban on the T word on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's one so- of the biggies. Well, that's the biggie biggie. So let's get out of the way, and I don't think we're going to have too much to say about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually watched this episode fairly recently. I was watching a few some of the seasons I don't watch so much, so anything after series 10. (laughs) 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 And uh, this is a series 11 episode, Bart to the Future. And um, I'd forgot, like, I'd totally forgotten this was a prediction The Simpsons has made. Mm. And watching this again made me go, oh, shit, that is mental. Yeah. Um, so I've got the sound clip here. Uh, the bit I'll talk about is is Bart having a vision of his future, and in it, Lisa is the president of the United States. Cuts to her in the Oval Office saying this. As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. How bad is it, Secretary Van Houten? We're broke. The country is broke. Right. The country is broke. <laughs> so, off the cuff, they. Uh, Lisa's taken over from President um, T. Mm. Yeah. This this not this is why I think we're going to have to gloss over this a little bit and move on to other more fun <laughs> things because mm. the whole point of them writing President Trump was that it was so such a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I it's guess, satire. I feel like, and maybe Americans can pick me up on this, and maybe it's just the Simpsons that made me think this, but I feel like Americans and Trump and president has been a thing for a while like a like a sort of so at that time that episode came out in the year 2000 mm. and it was a reference a jokey reference to trump had uh was attempting to run as a reform party candidate right mm. it was the first rumblings of that but it was seen as such a joke they put it in to the episode yeah 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 because um, and the writers said i read a thing where they someone addressed them about it and they were basically just like it, we were just thinking what's the logical conclusion like from the most extreme way that the country is going of this like obsession with celebrity that was starting around that yeah. year 2000 they um, fucking nailed which it like, what's the most hilarious stupid destination that could end up in yeah mm. and, and it, it had to be the way that it ended up for us didn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the most ridiculous <laughs> shit happened yeah and now <laughs> and we're when here the the first episode that went up after uh, he came into power uh because obviously the uh so the simpsons when it opens up you've got bart writing on the chalkboard 
Yeah. Mm. Um, and they can change that last minute. Right. That thing. So the first episode that went up after his um, election was just Bart writing again and again, being right sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. It is pretty incredible, isn't it? And I think it's, like Tis said, there's a level of intelligence involved in, in particularly if you're a, a sociologist and you can kind of read, you know, you can read into the small details, can't you? You can look at the trends and the way people think and you can look at data and you look at statistics and you just look at the way that people are thinking and behaving and you could to some degree magnify that and and that's how we get predictions and things like that um Mm. but to get it that on the nose is absolutely extraordinary um and you know it's i i don't know it just makes it feel like america is just this big farce it's like a satire like writing comedy right now has never been so hard because like, it's just yes. happening. <laughs> it's almost too predictable that if you write something stupid, it's like, no, it's too realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been proven right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I don't really have a want to bang on about President T and it's not something we talk about on the show, but that is like probably the most famous prediction. Yeah. I, I feel like made. that's what brought us back onto the topic most recently. But and I say most recently, mm-hmm. it was like ages ago. But on the pod, we we spoke about it, didn't we? When he got mm-hmm. elected, right? It was like oh, probably around I that don't time. Remember, but I what feel we talked like about on the last episode, I feel like when he got elected, it was like there was like a thread of like ten times the Simpsons got it right, and the you know number yeah, one was yeah. that because it was topical at the time. And I've been trawling through those listicles and stuff uh, the last couple of days, mm. and there some of them are beyond tenuous. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to pull out some of the more interesting ones. Um, and we're going to be playing a game of real or rubs in this oh, episode. Brilliant. I've made up a few of my own. Amazing. <laughs> so the people writing the article, are, you know, they've probably got a lunch break soon. They're just like, right, let's yeah. think of one quickly. <laughs> yeah, they're desperate, some of them. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's talk about, I'm going to just talk about four sort of find well known ones at the beginning here. So we talked about the president. Another one. So in the season five episode, Springfield, with a dollar sign, Mr. Burns opens the uh, Mr. Burns Casino. Marge gets addicted to gambling. Yes. Mm. Uh, great episode. I watched yeah. that last Homer week. gets a job at the casino. Is real. I'm laughing <laughs> thinking about it. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to watch that episode now. Oh, actually. God. I just remembered, uh, I just remembered when... Uh, uh, Marge is at the horse races as well and she's saying about a gambling thing and uh, Lisa goes mom I think you're developing a gambling problem and then the, the comic book guy goes I'm watching you <laughs> <laughs> so her gambling problem after this episode is referenced a few times yeah. in, in episodes after this um, but the um, so Siegfried and Roy uh, there is like a Simpsons analogue for Siegfried oh. and Roy Gunther and Ernst Mm-hmm. And in that episode, they're performing at Mr. Burns Casino, and they are attacked by their own tiger. Mm. Yes, as happened to Siegfried and Roy ten years later. Oh yeah. my god! Did you not know that, Tiss? I didn't. Uh, I. I mean, no. I. Don't I remember think I this did. being at the time. I remember this being big news, and even mm. the BBC reported on it. And they're like, "It's funny, really, because <laughs> The Simpsons did this episode." And you're yeah. like. Even the Fucking BBC hell. were like, this is ridiculous. Like, how did they, you know? 
oh, to have a day where that is the top news story of the day. Yeah, yeah exactly. God, Slow news day, Give obviously. Me back. <laughs> give me it back, please. <laughs> um, but to me, this is a bit like, you know, Steve Irwin. He yeah. was killed by a dangerous animal. Yeah. Well, of course he was. Yeah, of course, yeah. And this is like, it was almost inevitable. It's hardly a, like a stellar prediction. Like these guys who fuck around with this live tiger, of course it's eventually yeah. going to attack yes. him. It's not that surprising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because even in the episode, oh, sorry, it's just because I watched this last week. Like, even there's like one, like just before it happens, I swear they do like a shot of the tiger rolling his eyes. It's like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, he does. yes. Because they're talking about how great he is. He's on a unicycle, and they're like, yeah. oh, he loves it with his friends, and he has it goes into the tiger's mind, his memory of being caught by them. Yeah, and that's he comes it. back, he rolls his eyes and pounces on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so it. Good. Um, okay, next one. So, the London skyline. Got Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got London Eye. Yeah. Any other notable items on the skyline you can think of? The Shard. The Shard. Beef was in there, first of all. So, when was the Shard built? I'm going to hazard a guess at 2014, 16? Ooh, Tiss is close. 2012. Oh, okay. no, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, Tiss. In the 1995 episode, uh, Lisa's Wedding, it's the first time they did the flash-forward style of uh, Simpsons episodes, and it's Lisa getting married to an English guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're all in England. There's a shot on the news, and it has the uh, Big Ben, and it has a digital face instead of the regular clock hands. Oh, yeah. And the skyline has a triangular-shaped building in the place where the shard would be that doesn't it wasn't even built at the time and not even an idea. Wow. So that, here we go. I've got Let's a picture a for you guys here. So that's the clock face. This yes. thing over here, that's... Oh, my God. Where the yeah, shard yeah, would be. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Jesus. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's the only one that I'm genuinely like, that's a bit weird because they've got, like, London Bridge and the regular landmarks and then just this unnamed yeah. triangular building. Why would you this add in a strange. random building? Yeah, that's mad. I mean, I guess if I was to look at it from another angle, I suppose you could look at like the Burj Khalifa and yeah, you could you could presume like that that might be the future of well, mm-hmm. having said that, I don't know when the Burj Khalifa was built, but you could look at that and think maybe that's the future of skyscraper um, yeah, you've you've got a point there, Beef, where like obviously it's, the episode is set in the future, holy. so of yeah. course they're going to add in an extra building, and maybe I've it would seen, be like uh, crazy shape. I've just seen like a picture a, of the you know. actual. Jesus, that is so close. Okay, so here we go. You see that? Yeah, that's yeah. the real picture, and then yeah. the Simpsons picture. Yeah, again, yeah. Big Ben shard. That's mad. It is crazy. That's the oh, that's the that's the one that I think is a bit like the weirdest. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just oh they put an extra building. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Wow. It's not that it just look, it looks the same. It's in the same place as well. It's in it's in the yeah, same place. Yeah, in the really same odd. place. That's a really odd one. It is really and strange. The bridge isn't even in the same place. So that's yeah, it's crazy. It's almost even <laughs> 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 <a> weirder. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually working. I'll send it, send you guys a picture. But I'm working on a roof which I can see the shards, the gherkin, literally every London monument from the top mm. of it. Mm. I love eating gherkins. Gherkins. Ooh. Add gherkins mm-hmm. on my lunch today. Yeah? Good Just burger. gherkins. No, chop them up, put them in a cheese sandwich, mate. Oh, I love gherkins. Oh, nice. Do you like pick a lily? <laughs> yeah, I like pick a lily. I like a cheese sandwich with a sliced up gherkin, sliced up pepper, 
I don't know why, Probably but I, green uh, pepper and some salad leaves. I love gherkins. Green, green pepper. Hmm. In a sandwich, I lo- that is like that is something I got hooked on in Austria. Or whenever I bought <laughs> a sandwich there, a cheese sandwich, it always had sliced up green peppers in it, mm. and it's such a good combo. What, mm, green peppers. What kind of? Because uh, I know the they've got different like tastes to them. What's the green one? Is it like a sharp or is it green's sweet? quite? It's bitter. the one that's way more like savory. It's not as sweet as the other two. Right. You get it on a pizza often. I don't know why with gherkins. I've uh, I've got an extreme preference to pickles, which are basically the same thing, mm-hmm. but when they uh, crinkle cut, <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surface area. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the taste falls better. <laughs> So this is another one of our digressions about food. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the shard. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty nuts. That's mad. And the last one I've got here from the intro, this is a more recent development, but uh, in the series 10 episode, When You Dish Upon a Star, mm. um, it opens, the, whole, the episode opens with an establishing shot of a 20th century Fox billboard. And underneath it in small print, as a joke, it says... A division of Walt Disney Company. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. As a joke. As a joke that Disney will end up owning everything. (laughs) Now, Disney own Fox and The Simpsons. And And everything everything else. Seen. Seen everything. It gives me a lot of laughs when I see... I watch all these old episodes on Disney+. And obviously, they're just as they were. They haven't even been edited. And there's a few times where, like, Simpsons are slagging off Disney. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it... it makes me feel great that I'm watching on a Disney service and they have let that slip yeah. through. I guess Simpsons <laughs> exactly, used to slag yeah. off Fox, though, all the time. Mm. Like, so much. It was actually hilarious that they actually put it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, Murdoch got a <laughs> so Every cartoon much I can think of on the Fox Network slags off Fox Network. Like, Family mm. Guy have done it so many times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. just a, everyone just makes a mockery of them. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Okay, so, do you want to play some real or rubsy? I'm yes. well up for this. Okay. Let's see so if I've got any off, better than when we last played. I've only got a few of these at the moment. I guess we'll go, um, I guess I'll ask you both, each one, and you can each say real or rubs, and you can have a, I'm going to have a running tally. I fucking love uh, London since lockdown. I can drive into the centre of London. Um, I'm working at London Wall, which is like, like directly in the centre. I can get mm. from Bristol to the middle of London in two and a half hours. Uh, uh, sorry, at seven o'clock in the morning if I leave. Seven o'clock. I can get there in two and a half hours. That's unheard That's of. That's awesome. If I was to leave at seven o'clock on a normal day, I wouldn't get into London till 12. There'd be M4 traffic. There'd be Bristol traffic. There'd be London traffic. I fucking love it. He loves it. People never go back to work. to work. Please stay at home. Please work from home. Please leave the roads clear for the people that have to commute. <laughs> that means you want me to leave that bit in the boring conversation <laughs> about driving to work. <laughs> it's in now. You've just you've made it in. Brilliant. Um, okay, so first of all, I've got a few different rounds for Real Rubs. It's probably going to be most of the episode, to be honest. So first round, we've got three inventions that exist in today's world. Right. Right. And I want you to tell me whether or not they appeared on The Simpsons before they were a reality. Mm, okay. okay. Interesting. Got, I've got my Rubs t-shirt for Rubs. Oh, nice. I predict that I'm going to be terrible at this, but let's let's do it. So, first of all, this is a real quick round. I've just got three of these. Mm-hmm. Smartwatches. 
They're a thing now. Were they on The Simpsons before they were reality? Yes. Yes. Real. Reels? Reels, yeah. 1.8. Yeah! That's, that's, yeah, I feel like they would have. If any of you could ever tell me the episode that these appeared on, <laughs> you get a bonus point. But straight away, I thought of the uh, the belt rather than the small, the smart belt that he had <laughs> when it's got mm, indicators yep. on the side. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like I can't remember the episode. I'm, no. I'm probably ninety percent certain I'm wrong, but I feel like if there was going to be an episode that had a smartwatch, it would be someone like Hank Scorpio wearing it, like that kind of thing. Mm. But no, both wrong. I'm afraid it is the same episode that had the shard in it. It's Lisa's wedding. Mm. Um, her husband has a smartwatch, which he leaves a memo on. Right during yeah. that episode. There we uh, go. Okay, the next one. Video calls. We were we using them right now. Yeah. Were they on The Simpsons before they existed in real life? Yes. yes. Numerous occasions. I swear <laughs> that is in the Hank Scorpio one because I'm pretty sure he uses video calls to talk to the president. Yeah. But yeah. You... First instance of it. Go on. Was also in the episode Lisa's wedding. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was when they video call each other when she come when they're going over to London. They're on a, they go to a video call. Marge and Homer uh, are like really old on it, right? They're like yeah. yeah, that's it. Would you count video call as when Ned is uh, God and that screen comes up and it's like ne- re-education? Um, <laughs> well, this is Treehouse of Horror, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a grey area. <laughs> okay, one more. Delivery bots. We have delivery bots making their way into the world now, but did they appear on The Simpsons before they existed in real life? Rubs. Beef's racking his brain. Just for the sake of making it interesting, I'm going to go reels. Tiss has left the room. I won't reveal it until he gets back. I know, brilliant. So he's just left us sat here waiting for me to know whether I'm right or wrong. Probably wrong. Like how he just left as well. He just walked out. <laughs> he went. <laughs> There's only one explanation. He's got diarrhea. <laughs> like he had to leave that quickly. <sighs> Brilliant. He's back. Sorry. He's back. Tiss, you were right. It was rough. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so that was a super quick that. round. Um, so that was just to get us into it. Oh, they were a bit too real world for me to ever, and they're not wacky enough for me to include the next thing. This is, so the next one is inventions part two, but this is, um, I want you to tell me if these became a reality in some way, or if these are purely Simpsons inventions. Okay. So if this is just purely like Simpsons law, or if this actually became reality in some way, if this so maybe became not a reality. <laughs> Is it Homer's electric hammer? <laughs> uh, some of these I'm going to try and get some video clips up for as well because it'll be more fun. Or, or the um, the tilt back chair that Edison invented. I was going to say the tilt back oh, chair. I was going to use that one. I didn't use it <laughs> because, like, so many people have tried to build it. It was too much of like, well, people have made it, but it's not really, really an invention. Exist, <laughs> no, yeah. So, like, it was too much. It was too much of a grey area. But I'm glad you brought it up because this clip's from the same episode. Um, I don't know if you remember Homer's "Everything's Okay" alarm. <laughs> 
It can't be turned off. I was dying. Good <laughs> <laughs> delivery on that. It can't be turned off. <laughs> like it's a, like like it's it's a plus, plus point of yeah. dimension. <laughs> like, it can't be. Uh, the next second there, it runs out of battery and <laughs> breaks. So. <laughs> but, oh, God. Okay, is that real or rubs? Did that become real or is that just the Simpsons rubber? <laughs> I feel like someone invented that. <laughs> The rubs. It's just the Go rubs. rubs. It's got to be rubs. Uh, Both from rubs. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you get a point yeah, each. That's, oh, you that. <laughs> That's too silly. I feel like too someone ridiculous. could have invented it, but not with those. Not with the three-second alarm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this next one. So that was from uh, the episode Home of the Inventor. Uh, the next one is uh, from the Series 3 episode, Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? Oh, yes. The baby translator. Mm. That's that's real. Mm. Real. That's real. Real. You think you both think they made that for real? Yeah. Mm. I feel like they tried to. I haven't seen one on the market though. I'm pretty sure they have, but it's like recent. It's like a recent thing, and it's not. Yeah, it's they. They're able to (laughs) sort of. Yeah, they're they're able to effectively translate sounds and understand what a baby is trying to communicate yeah yeah you're on it beefy yeah it was it's an app it was invented as an app the cry translator app mm. and uh, it analyzes the by the baby cries uh, to translate its rough needs yeah. <laughs> so yeah you've both got a point for that as well this leash demeans us both <laughs> Um, I've got clips for all these, but I'm going to end up playing more of them. I just remembered I'm, I'm going to play one from that as well because it's, it's great. Okay, then just give me the drinking bird. Hang on. I'm scrubbing <laughs> forward a little bit. <laughs> oh, the bit with the bird is so good. Yeah. They're going to go. It's drinking the water. You're going to make a million dollars. Oh, Hummer, somebody would have been in there. Now, I bet you're all wondering what lies under this sheet. Not really. We peeked inside while you were in the john. Oh. Well, here it is again. My baby translator. Whoa. Marge, you don't have to humor me. Well, it's pretty ingrained. What do you think, Homer? Herb, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe we blew 2,000 bucks on it when right now rollers could be needing my buttocks. Homer, could you stop thinking about your ass? I try, but I can't. Lavish attention on me and entertain me. <gasps> Maggie, you talked. You see? It tells you exactly what's on the baby's mind. Maggie, Maggie, Where did you go? Peekaboo. <laughs> oh, there you are. Very amusing. Well, Homer, now what do you think? I don't know, Herb. People are afraid of new things. You should have taken an existing product and put a clock in it or something. Homer, every mother in the country is going to want one of these. I have soiled myself. How embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Great episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's quality. 
Well, my top uh, but five. yeah, both got a point for that one. Sweet. Okay. Doing well, guys. This is the best you've ever done on Riddle Rubs. Hell yeah. I'm so happy right now. It's all going to go downhill with me. So, the next one. The Leftorium. Yes. Real. I mean, that's yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah, real, yeah. The Leftorium is from the Series 2 episode, When Flanders Failed. Yeah. Um, Ned's shop for left-handed people. I feel like I've been in one. Maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. Well, Have you ever been to San Francisco? No. Yes. Well, that's where it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not called The Leftorium. So this one, I was like, oh, is it real or rubs? Mm. But I'm gonna, I was going to give you a point for either one, because I was like, it's not The Leftorium, but it is a left-handed story. Left-handed story, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, lefties in San Francisco. Amazing. Oh, no way. That's pretty cool. And actually, I think there's one in London now as well, but it's not called lefties. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty useful. I'm I'm left-handed though, and I there aren't many things in life that I've struggled to adapt to or I've not had to no, like No, but you've had to struggle to adapt still though, haven't but you? I think you just haven't noticed. The it. only thing that's irritating is when you're writing and as you write, you just end up smudging what you've... But I've adapted that. Just lift your hand mm. off the page and you, you know. So I suppose that's the only thing I can think of where I've had to change, you know. But mm. apart from that, it's not really hindered much. Okay, next one. From the episode Homer Badman, an often, often referenced episode <laughs> on our show, The Gummy Venus de Milo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, real... I'm going to say someone made that. Tis, you think real? I think someone's made everything in gummy. Stop saying gummy. I'm going to go. I'm gonna... <laughs> I was literally about to do <laughs> It's a gummy. It's a gummy to I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go rubs on that. Okay, well, feast your eyes on this then. Oh, no way. Tasty. Sweet Venus. So, the detail is amazing. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Great. Was it 3D printed? I bet it was 3D printed. Oh, I don't know. Oh, gummy. Can you print with gummy? <laughs> oh. No, but you print <laughs> the mold, did you? professors in gummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can 3D print in anything. You could You could 3D right. print the mold and then <laughs> I wouldn't use the mold. <laughs> no, but you could. You could 3D print <laughs> the mold and then use that. <laughs> don't quote me. I don't Tis, quote me on anything. Literally don't quote me on anything, but I will say <laughs> that I think it can be 3D printed. The mould would, and then you just chuck the jelly in the mould. Oh, yeah, you? you just make a mould. Yeah, fucking... Oh. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe someone's... Yeah, why would you want to 3D print a gunny, actually? You could make well, a big structure out of someone's it. Someone's clearly yeah, done Yeah, you it. make the mould, yeah. You can make the mould, yeah. That'd be mo- I guess so. I didn't actually look at how they did it, mm. but... How much well. does it cost? Where can you get it from? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It wasn't for sale. As we say often, Bobby, we need to make sure that we get everything, all our facts, absolutely bang on before we start the episode. So, oh yeah, especially when we're talking about such a serious who topic. Who carved the gummy Venus? De- uh, who carved the original Venus de Milo? Oh, don't get us started on old sculptors again. <laughs> uh, Real rubs. Okay, so next one, probably Da Vinci. Uh, no, he did the Sistine Chapel, mate. The Mafia. Fat Tony and the Mafia appear fairly often in The Simpsons. Yeah. In the series 10 episode, Mad to the Mob, um, the Mafia are caught milking rats. <laughs> yes, yes. This is real. To sell for school milk. This yes. is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, this is real. real? Real. This, this is real. I'm going to play a little clip from this. <laughs> this first. can't be real. 
And so, as the rat's milk is returned to the sewers, the circle of life is complete. <laughs> Matt, Tony, do you have any comment? I don't get it. Everyone loves rats, but they don't want to drink the rat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kent Brockman, brilliant. <laughs> Ridiculous statement, everyone loves rats, but they won't drink the milk. Yeah. And he's just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This this was uh, so you both went for real, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go real. This is rubs. Oh, this is rubs. Oh, Damn it! <laughs> Never actually happened. Oh, I felt like even if it was a rats, it would be something. Oh, I would have I would have put money on the mafia doing it as well, not just anyone. No, no. I did. I mean, I hope I'm right with this. I did a lot of searching for all my fake ones <laughs> and didn't turn anything up. So, <laughs> wow. Can you milk a rat? Yeah, my search history is nuts right now. Can you actually milk a rat? Uh, I did. I don't want to find out. Mm. I'm just thinking of like business plan. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And um, I'm going to get another clip up. This is a good clip. Okay. So someone suing an all you can eat restaurant. Real or rubs? <laughs> that yes, must have happened. That is fucking real. 100% real. Many times. In the episode uh, from series four, New Kid on the Block, uh, Homer sues um, the fish, all you can eat fish restaurant. Got another little clip for this one. Mrs. Simpson, what did you and your husband do after you were ejected from the restaurant? We pretty much went straight home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. And when you couldn't find one? We went fishing. Did these sound like the actions of a man who had all he could eat? No! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened. That's happened twice. Two famous cases of that happening. One in 2012, one in 2017. Really? What, because they uh, couldn't The 2017 eat? one actually happened in a town called Springfield. <laughs> oh my no. God. Springfield, Massachusetts. No way. Yeah. That's, really? That's yep. insane. What, so, they, what was the grounds? Yeah. Did they, did they win? I guess that they said it was all you can eat. And they... And you know, you know, um, these restaurants, I mean, we've all been to an all you can eat restaurant. They always have some sort of stipulation, some sort of small print on the menu. Mm. Um, I like it when they make it sound like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a place in Amsterdam that we went to. I think Tissy was with me and we only said like, all you can eat in one hour or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like you have one hour or something like yeah. that. And it's like, that sounds like a challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> oh uh, all you God. can eat within one hour. So yeah, it must have been one of them that didn't have the small print stipulating the time limit. Right. So yeah. they just parked up and it, and then when they were kicked out, they must have said, he said it was all I can eat. I can keep eating. Fuck. Yeah. So what, they just stayed there all day and just ate and ate and ate? I guess so. Uh, only in America would that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the 2017 case. 2017, Springfield, Massachusetts. Where, do, where did the other one happen? Have you got that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't write it down because I was just like... <laughs> the spring, somewhere somewhere the in America. It was an American. The Springfield right. one takes precedent. All you can eat buffets in America, though, are fucking awesome. I mean, I'm going back yeah. before I could, before, if I, if I went there now, obviously I couldn't eat anything on the menu, but when I could eat anything, uh, I used to go to like Ponderosa's and, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Like you go there for breakfast and it would be the biggest bar of like 
I don't even know, like maybe 30 different things you could have. But you could eat all you could eat. And every time you drunk your root beer, someone would be like right there to fill it up instantly. It was just like, it was young me's dream. Tis, <laughs> I, I made myself sick from eating too much at Ponderosa's. <laughs> Ponderosa's. Did you, yeah. Yeah, po- yeah, man. Ponderosa's is great. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that day. But. I was so, I've never felt like that before. But I just, yeah, we went out for breakfast and then... I threw up in the car on our way to... Um... <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> Lightweight. Yeah, my mum was like, open the bag. Like, try and get this plastic bag open. I was like, sick all over the Lightweight. plastic bag. Oh, my not God. not in it. Yeah, oh, we were going God. to... Where were we going? Um, oh, Bush Gardens. Oh, Bush Gardens. Yeah, and I was so ill. I just couldn't go on it. I wasn't doing anything. It was the worst day ever. I've never felt so ill. It was awful. But yeah, Ponderosa's was awesome. Really good. It's so awesome. But also at the same time, like terrible. Like adult me is just like, that is fucking poison. Kid me is just like, this is amazing. This is everything I like, but like all you can eat of it. All unnecessary. Like some of it, some of it was like, like the the thing that, that pushed me over the edge was they were like chopped up bananas, <laughs> fine, but then unnecessary additions like <laughs> with strawberry sauce, and the strawberry sauce was just like the <laughs> thickest, gloopiest like milkshake <laughs> yeah. sauce. And you're just like, that bit is unnecessary. <laughs> bananas and pancakes, yeah, sure. That's nice. Bananas <laughs> with thick, gloopy, syrupy, yeah. warm, which is why I there should have been alarm bells. My mum had a bit, she was like, mm, I'm not sure that should be warm. Um, yeah, finishing me <laughs> off, mate. It was awful. Oh, God. Do they, I, I guess they still exist. And that's the thing, there's always why. something which is just unnecessary. When I was there a few years ago, we went to see Rogue One, and I got my popcorn, and I was like, oh, it's a bit, like, bland. And uh, our friend John was like, oh, yeah, you go over there to pump your butter on it. It's like, to yeah. pump my butter on it. Oh, I've seen that only in cartoons. Yeah. So I didn't know that was a real thing. Simpsons, his um, his uh, chocolate duds, when he fills it in yeah. butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is an American thing. Like, when I went there, obviously, uh, I guess we went to the same place, to be honest, Florida. So probably, yeah. yeah. But th- that's just something that I found in America and nowhere else. It's the butter. I, I can't believe See, it. See, I, well... I was up in the uh, northwest, and it wasn't like that mm, because no. there's a lot of like lefty hippies, lots of like healthy food <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I never, I didn't really discover too much of like what you guys have described of like these massive portions. I did go for fish and chips one day, and it was big, big. Like that felt like I was at an all-you-can-eat place because it was all I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> one portion of <laughs> chips. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I didn't. Get, there wasn't enough of like I wanted to try a few real greasy diners, but there wasn't really any of them around. I oh, see they're good, but it just yeah, it, that you know, going into that Part going it, into the cinema that day, the healthiest thing that I could choose to put on my popcorn was the sprinkled sugar <laughs> on the top. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. That is the healthiest <laughs> thing I can do because that butter is going to kill me. <laughs> it's like. It was like gloopy, thick, yellow sludgy. And you butter. think like a few pumps of that is like you know a whole pack of butter yeah. basically which would you would take you like two weeks to use at home yeah and that's it all over just the top layer of popcorn because then all of that underneath 
It's like when you get nachos and you put all the, the cheese sauce on top, but what about the nachos underneath? It's not got anything yeah. there. Anyway, let's let's bang on. Making me Sorry. want some nachos now. This has been another food digression. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. This is a ramshackle episode because I've been I've I've fucked up my whole real or rubs thing. Like I've been moving on to the second list. We were still supposed to be talking about fake inventions, and I started talking about uh, court cases and all you can eat restaurants and mafia milking rats, which aren't inventions at all. That was from my next round. So we'll come back to them. <laughs> we're going back to inventions now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, the trillion dollar bill. Oh. In the episode, The Trouble with Trillions, uh... Homer and Mr. Burns go on the run with the fabled trillion dollar bill, but does the trillion dollar bill exist in real life now? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say real, but only when you say dollar, do you mean American dollars? Yes. Then rubs. Oh, I feel like I, I, that was supposed to be me looking at you, Tis. Yeah, I'm look, no, I, I'd be aware you're on the top of my screen and boost on the bottom. I do, yeah. Um, ooh, I feel like it's real, but I'm going to have to say rubs because... That's what my head's saying. Is that both on rubs? My heart says real. It was rubs. Because of of course it's rubs. Wasn't there like the first ever trillionaire to ever exist only recently? So that would be like the richest man to ever exist. Everything he has in one note. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the only thing I could think of was if it was like for inflation. Like a novelty thing. No, Mm. but like, um, so. They made it as a novelty and it's behind glass. But if everyone actually took it, it's genuinely is because it says on it, it's a trillion dollars, that sort of situation. But no, it doesn't exist. If if you introduced a trillion dollars into the market in one fell swoop, would that devalue the dollar like instantly, right? It would destroy it. (laughs) 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 One note. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, we got one more invention. I think we've done everything's okay alarm, the baby translator, the trillion dollar bill, the left oreum, the gummy Venus de Milo. We've got one more. And this one's also from the episode Home of the Inventor. The makeup gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. He points a shotgun at his own wife's face and blasts it with makeup. (laughs) 
I love. Does the makeup gun exist? I love the glancing <laughs> shot and the wall looking painted. <laughs> uh, makeup gun rubs. Oh, rubs. Yeah, rubs. You have to go rubs. Beef? Yeah, um, let's go real to make it interesting. Every time you do that, it serves you wrong, Beef, because that is totally rubs. Yeah, I'm going to stop doing that now. Because <laughs> it doesn't make it interesting. Part of me feels like um, any of these inventions, like, people are capable of making anything. doesn't mean that it has to work. It just means... Yeah, but in that, it's one gun that you put in your face and it does your whole... Like your, your mascara, lipstick, <laughs> everything in one go, foundation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that one's false. Now we'll go on to the next round that I started reading from, which is real-world events. Events that have actually happened. So we already did the all-you-can-eat restaurant getting sued. We did the Mafia Milk and Rats. So let's do another one. A clown's assistant frames him for armed robbery, as Sideshow Bob does in his first appearance in this series one episode, Krusty Gets Busted. Krusty Gets Crusted. That can't... Interesting point. That can't be... <laughs> <laughs> that can't be... That can't be real. That can't be real. You both think Rob's for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're bang on. I can't get one over on you guys oh. today. Yeah, you're right. That is Rob's. The thing is, though, you're so good at these because... It's just on the cusp, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I uh, to listeners, me and Tiss uh, did a <laughs> podcast years ago, yeah, uh, which is where the idea for Riddle Robs came from. Um, it was a Star Wars podcast, and we had a game on it called EU or PU, sir. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> I could never win at that, ever. The last few episodes, I was just about getting a foothold back and then yeah now it turns real or rubs. the premise for eu or piusa is that the old star wars books the old canon the expanded universe the eu they had some ridiculous storylines which is why when disney took over they just said none of that counts anymore and i would trawl through and find the most stupid storylines and make up a fake one and tis would have to tell me which was the real story which one was eu and which one was piusa and every time bob's stories would be way more realistic than the shite that was written in the extended universe <laughs> i feel like episode nine was based off of them reading my old producer notes oh <laughs> uh, old, old earth technology part of me really wants to go through those old episodes just take out all the your producer bits and just put it out as a special somewhere that'd be great uh, listeners, uh, weird tells listeners let me know if you want me to put that out somewhere an your producer episode yes <laughs> Uh, um so next one someone caught a three-eyed fish true in the episode the series two episode two cars in every garage three eyes in every fish uh a three-eyed fish is caught uh as it's been affected by the nuclear waste from the power plant did that happen in real life that's got to be around chernobyl there's got to be something like that yeah i can say true yeah, right, so real, if you think it happened, reals, yeah. you both think it happened. It did happen. It uh, it was actually in Argentina, really, uh, and it was in a reservoir next to a nuclear power plant where the runoff was leaking into uh, 2011. Ah. I've got a picture of this uh, three-eyed wolf fish here. Oh yeah, I want to see it. Ooh, a oh, wow, weird, right in the middle Jeez. as well, right in the middle. Yeah, it all is so crazy looking like it looks fake but that's a real fish that was caught yeah jeez that's insane well they 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 say that about chernobyl don't they they i was watching a documentary and yeah they had crazy mutations in some of the animals mainly around the deer 
around wow, they're just really? like yeah 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 it's wow. really interesting really like quite sad but some of it is just like some of the animals around the time adapted to like yeah they had like extra limbs and it was pretty not not loads but every now and then they'd be like oh there's a deer with an extra head <laughs> someone uh wanted me to go to Chernobyl. What the no idea on holiday uh with them <laughs> and i i don't know if i would you go to Chernobyl? I don't think so. No. I, I know you can do all the tours and stuff, but there's places I'd rather go. It interests <laughs> yeah. me as far as the event and what happened, but go actually physically traveling over there and then looking at it in person doesn't. Yeah, is it still? It still must be dangerous to be there. There's areas that are acceptable yeah. to go in, and they're the places they take you. Like there is come low enough the readings for them to take tourists into. Still radiation though, right? Low enough isn't enough no. for me. No, like, no. Oh, it's low enough. Low enough in this little pocket. No, I'll give it a miss. Thanks. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, because they had um, an episode of Top Gear years ago where they had to drive. They drove through Chernobyl, and they're like, mm-hmm. they got just outside. They're like, right, aircon off. Windows up, like nothing like that. Um, or they like switched the aircon so it was like just the stuff that was inside the car rather than bringing air from outside. I feel like it's just to say you were there, yeah, without actually having anything cool. Like a part of us going to Transylvania was like, oh, cool, vampire Transylvania. But also, Transylvania as a place in the world was fucking gorgeous, it's beautiful, yeah. Like it wasn't just like we're going there because vampires. We went there because vampires, but we also went there because gorgeous part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, Chernobyl, yeah. what else are you going there for? And it is... Yeah, it's, you're just going to say I went there. And it's different to going to Auschwitz or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just feels a bit crazy. Okay, I'm going to play you a clip now from the Series 10 episode, Lard of the Dance, and then I'll ask you the question afterwards. Use grease is worth money? <gasps> then my arteries are clogged with yellow gold! I'm rich, Apu! Rich as... God! God! Money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Money in the bank. Uh, So, yeah, in that episode, uh, Homer and Bart start stealing cooking grease to sell it for money. Uh, But did that actually happen in real life? Did people start stealing cooking grease to sell it? Yeah, I bet. You think, yeah? Yeah, I'm going, yeah. Willie's retirement fund. (laughs) Real. You both say, yeah. Reals. You're bang on. You guys are good today. <laughs> wow. This is crazy. You are bang this on. Is yeah, that was never a real happened thing. before. If you can make money from it, people will steal it from other people to make money from it, surely. So um, it can be used to uh, make diesel fuel, animal feed, jet fuel. Um, wow. And there was a real spate of grease thieves, especially in New York, in around 2011. I read an article on it from the New York Post. Uh, It was getting so bad that many businesses were hiring private investigators to try and catch these grease thieves. Seriously? Wow, Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I I thought it might have happened, but... Kind of reminds me as well of... um, I guess this is different, but, you know, in Fight Club, where they're stealing things to make bombs. Oh, stealing the the fat from the liposuction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to make soap when it tears on that barbed wire it's <laughs> disgusting isn't oh. it <laughs> grim that is grim oh there's so much alright guys oh. got another one yeah grim a radio show gives away an elephant to a listener 
<laughs> as happens to Bart in the episode, Bart gets an elephant. <laughs> um, I think they learned their lesson from the episode. I'm going to go rubs. You think rubs, beef? I'm going to go rubs too. I'm going to leave that pause. You really had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I was really not sure. okay guys uh this is rubs you're right i thought this was real and i was so sure that i'd heard this actually happened i was searching so much trying to find the real story behind this Mm. but no it's rubs i just kind of how you guys earlier were like no this definitely happened to one of them like the milking rats no yeah you just thought it did because the simpsons so um (laughs) no that is your your bang on that's rubs wow see that's what i was thinking for so long because i was sure i read that somewhere it's funny isn't it brains can deceive you Okay, from the Series 2 episode, Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, the censorship of Michelangelo's David. <laughs> that's that's real. Yeah, I'll go real. You think it was actually I'm, censored? Oh. I'm going real on that. And I, don't, I can't tell you why, but I'm going to go real on it. Yeah, I can believe that that happened. So you, think it, you both think it was uh, a real event? Wait, the real Michelangelo's David, or is it like... Uh, hmm. Michelangelo's David censored. Yeah, 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 real. I'm gonna go rubs just to be different. Tish going rubs. Beef, you going real? Yeah. That did actually happen. Yay! Uh, I'll give either of you a bonus point if you can tell me which country it happened in. Uh, oh, that's a great question. That's a tough one. Anything I say, uh, I wouldn't have guessed would it. Would be an aspersion on a country. So maybe I guess the only thing I can th- maybe Bermuda. either see what's that test Bermuda <laughs> beef. Um, I would go with either some kind of Middle Eastern country or an African country where maybe religion, w- religious laws would censor stuff like that. I don't know. It was Russia. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, or Russia. I was going to say Russia. Yeah. In 2016, there was a vote an uproar of whether they should um, cover up David or not. Wow. And it was known as the Dress David Initiative. Right. And I've got some great quotes here from people. I don't know what these trans- were, who translated these because one of them's got the word bloke in it. <laughs> I don't think they say the word bloke in Russia. Uh, but these are some great quotes from uh, residents who were in favour of um, censoring David. How could you put this bloke with no trousers in the centre of St. Petersburg next to a school and church? Outrage. Hmm. Another one. Uh, this giant spoils the city's historic appearance and warps children's souls. Wow. That's a big statement. <laughs> it really is. Jeez. Wow. Warps children's souls. souls. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a bit mad. Something that half the population have, but if you actually see it, it's going to warp your soul. So, in the wrong context, I mean, that's true, but not in a statue. (laughs) No, it's arts. One more. Children are around looking at this giant nude man. Is that normal? (laughs) It's not a real man. Like yeah. I like that they put the question back on the interviewer. Yeah, it's not like one of those statues that you put a coin in and they start moving. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, baby! <laughs> come on, come on, baby! <laughs> oh, 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 yeah! No. Oh, yeah. 
Dirty Bertie. Dirty Bertie. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Oh, 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 Okay. Oh, God. Okay, so from the episode, <laughs> Series 7, Bart on the Road. Um, was an old World's Fair building actually turned into a wig store? Oh. As it was when they found it in that. <laughs> oh. Rubs. Real. Tiss says real, Beef says rubs. That's real. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's Rubs. Sorry. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at the wrong thing. I was like, no, is it? No, that's, that's Rubs. I made that up. Awesome. Uh, I've got to find the picture of Millhouse's wig. I had to give a little reference to one of my absolute fave episodes. That was good, though. That That's that's good. Like like we said, you're pulling these out, and some of these are pretty close. That could go either way. I could imagine someone opening a wig Tis- shop there. Tiss is like Googling, he's frantically Googling to check his sources. No, I'm trying to find uh, the picture of Millhouse's wig. Oh, Dirty Bertie. <laughs> when they're all sitting on the curb with the wigs on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking, I love that episode so much. God. Knoxville wig outlet. Brilliant. Yeah. Knoxville, Knoxville. <laughs> I thought you were trying to find the um, picture of Dirty Bertie. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. From the episode Series 5, Homer and Apu. Did James Woods actually have to work part-time at a convenience store for a role? Did he have to work at a convenience store part-time for a role that he was going for? Yeah, for a role. In that episode, he covers uh, for the Quickie Mart for some research for a role, but did he actually have to do that in real life? Did he work in a convenience store? Uh, Rubs. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the sort of actor that would be that into his methods. Um, He doesn't strike me as the sort of actor who has any redeeming features. He has some terrible politics. It is (laughs) absolute rubs. You're both right. Oh, (laughs) man. I just found the Dirty Bertie toy. Uh, and it's £99. <laughs> oh, whoa, £299. Very rare on, on eBay. They used to be like three quid. Yeah. Whoa. You'd see them everywhere. They were like next to Big Mouth Billy Bass everywhere. Imagine spending £299 <laughs> on one. And then it getting there like, oh, what'd you get? Just just wait. <laughs> just clap next to it. Comes Even pen. if you bought it ironically because it's from the office. You're just like, look what I got. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. You, you spent 300 quid on why that. Why did you buy that? Oh man! Big Mouth Billy Bass is something I talk about a lot I in the so, house. Big Mouth so... Billy Bass. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Get some batteries for that. Take out a petty cash. I remember my 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 granddad's sister we were at their house having some kind of family thing, and they brought it in the Big Mouth Billy Bass, and I was like, I think to <laughs> try and so popular. Yeah, I was like, I don't get yeah. it. I Same remember being like time. ten and thinking. I don't get what... Okay, so it sings... Like, yeah, yeah, isn't it great? Like, Yeah, I guess so. Excellent. Brilliant. It was, Can it it do was probably else? the start of our sort of 
fetish with just shite things like oh yeah just shite that era was terrible for it. do you remember how many like gadget shops opened that was just selling yeah that i want one of those.com do you remember that that catalog that used to come through the door and it would be oh, like god no it was it was there was even a one called uh you don't need one of these but you want it it was like literally every product no one needs but everyone mm. wanted because everyone had why? so much extra because, money because in one moment money you on. could imagine someone being like oh that's cool that's it so you can be like, can you believe I bought this? Yeah, exactly. And it gives you a personality. And it costs so much money as well. Jesus. Big Mouth Bully Bass, uh, £13 vintage, 1999 from uh, eBay. I have to get myself one of them, put it over the bed. Yeah. <laughs> rolling, rolling <laughs> on a river. That's what he's saying, isn't it? Okay, last one. NASA sends the average Joe into space, as they did in Series 5 Deep Space Homer. Rubs. Yeah, Rubs. No way, Both that's real. That can't be real. That actually happened. Oh! Really? Who was yeah. it? 2013. There was a UK, I didn't know about Buzz this, Aldrin. a UK contest. Really? Um, and they had to go through testing at Cape Canaveral. And a 20-year-old, 25-year-old man called Oliver Knight was the winner. And he was sent into space. That's mental. Did he come back? Really? <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> when the, what, so on to... What, what, onto the ISS or? Oh, I don't know where. I just know he was on a rocket, went into space. That is mental. The amount of money that would cost. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. talking about NASA, like, desperate for some sort of publicity. And it didn't work because I didn't know about it. And it wasn't that long ago. Jeez, that is insane. I didn't realise that at all. I mean, yeah. I guess they were hoping that he wouldn't pass the, like, physical tests. I think there was, like, a, a there was a load of people that went that like were in the running and they went and did the test but yeah oh man that's crazy wow yeah all right fair enough do you want to hear something crazy as well i'm just getting the figures up now um u.s restaurant chain pizza hut has announced that it has become the first company in the world to deliver a pizza to outer space oh i think we talked about this on a weird news 2001 yeah uh where was the cost i'm trying to find the cost breakdown no they sent kentucky into space is the one that we talked about oh kentucky this one's pizza hut uh to a russian space agency one million it cost worth it yeah yeah for one it was just a a a large pepperoni i think and a coke or something uh and all of that, all of the resources used in that, just fucking wasted. It, it guts me. If I was in space and they said, do you want me to send you a pepperoni pizza for a million? I would go, oh, yeah, I'd say give it to charity. Yeah. yeah. That's a million. No, you fucking, fucking idiot. Million. We're trying to save the human race. Stop using fucking precious resources doing stupid promotional Publicity things. Stunts, yeah. It's the same as, I mean, Lids has got a bugbear with Tesla about this. Him sending the car mm-hmm. into space. Oh, yeah, he's an absolute bellend. Like, the amount of resources it costs to do that. It's just such a promotional stunt. But everyone loves him. When I think of Back to SUV to Mars, that started of us joking about yeah. um, Elon Musk. Yeah. And I think of what I think of him now, and I compare it to that where I hadn't even heard of him, and I'm laughing, and I'm just like, <laughs> what's happened in the world? What's happened? Guy's a prick. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he's awful. He's one of the worst human beings. Yeah. So, guys, that's the end of the Real Rubs. Uh, who do you think won it? I think it's probably a draw. Maybe. Yeah. No? Oh, okay. Oh, not a draw. Beef? I reckon I might have just nipped it, actually. Yeah. Tiss just nipped it. Oh. 
Tierce, you got 14 points. Beef, you got 13. Oh. Nipped it in the bud, mate. Nipped it in the bud. It was them couple at the beginning where you were like, oh, I'm going the other way. Oh, I should have stuck to my guns. And you clawed it back a little bit later on, but Damn. not enough. It's because oh, I went the other way towards the end for, for comic mm. effect. Fair play. So well done, there Tess. we go, guys. Real or Rubs, the triumphant return of Real or Rubs. I really like doing Real or Rubs because I get to think of stupid things. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, so I've got one more tiny little section. Um, now, this is things from The Simpsons that ended up having an effect on the real world. So they didn't predict the future. They sort of swayed the future. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, I've got two examples of this. So Apple's autocorrect. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just checking if I've got a video clip for this one. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, yes. I know exactly what. You know the clip I'm going to yeah, play? Yeah, yeah. This is brilliant. <laughs> Eat up, Martha. <laughs> yeah, it's talking about um, an Apple product called the Apple Newton. <laughs> Take a memo on your <laughs> Newton. <laughs> Take a memo on your Newton. Eat up, Martin. Eat up, Martha. Um, here we go. I've got the clip here. Fucking hell. Up with these academic alerts. You will receive one as soon as your grades start to slip in any subject. <laughs> this way, your parents won't have to wait until report card time to punish you. How innovative. I like it. Hey, Doff, take a memo on your Newton. Beat up, Martin. Bah! <laughs> Uh, and the screen says uh, eat up Martha is what the (laughs) screen goes to yes but (sighs) this sort of uh, rip on the Apple technology from their product the Apple Newton which was famous like had was didn't work basically had a lot of issues um, one of them being this handwriting recognition so when they were working on the autocorrect for the iPhone and they're first inventing that product don't know if you've heard of it um, they sort of took that joke to heart and when they were developing the keyboard um, they were like this is the thing that has to work because if it doesn't we'll just get heckled forever just like we were with the Apple Newton I didn't realise that was actually uh, that's crazy I didn't realise that was a product yeah and in the in the office when they're developing it they would quote it to each other they would say don't forget eat up Martha and eat up Martha was like the mantra when they're trying to nail the autocorrect wow, okay, wow. yeah they would say, eat up Martha to each other. Wow, that's taking it way too personal. So, <laughs> real, real world effect. Because if, you know, if it's a big, they were, they were expecting the iPhone to be big. And it, 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 I think it was quite successful. Um, Ish. So yeah, they knew they had to nail it. But they were, they were right. Like, it's, I think, again, that might be like another prophetic, you know, they know the way people think mm-hmm. and the way people behave. And they know that people aren't going to take a product seriously. If it's if it's that that out, you know, if it's if it doesn't work, if it promises it something and it doesn't even close to you know provide, mm-hmm. but like yeah. the tech company tries to make it seem like oh no, it's working, it's working. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. good enough. It's like when they first released Skyrim, and you could have the crazy like like giants hitting you up into the air like. Three hundred feet. <laughs> oh yeah, you get it all the time with video games. Like if a video Patches. game launches that's hyped and it has loads of bugs in it, even if they fix that in the first couple of weeks, people always remember the bugs. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, for sure. Uh before I talk about the last one, I'm actually just gonna play a clip 
which I didn't play earlier, but I've got it queued up here and I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Uh, this is about the space launch. Um, just because I just love this. I love when the Simpsons are watching telly. I love the fake TV shows they watch. Yeah. And I love this incredibly boring conversation about the space launch. It's a lovely day for a launch here live at Cape Canaveral at the lower end of the Florida Peninsula. And the purpose of today's mission is truly, really electrifying. That's correct, Tom. The lion's share of this flight will be devoted to the study of the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws. Unbelievable. And just imagine the logistics of weightlessness. And of course, this could have literally millions of applications here on Earth. And everything from watchmaking to watch repair. Boring! No! The batteries! Now let's look at the crew a little. They're a colorful bunch. They've been dubbed the Three Musketeers. <laughs> and we laugh legitimately. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. <laughs> no, not another boring space launch. Change the channel! Change the channel! I can't! I can't! <laughs> Oh, um, I just love the uh, <laughs> it's about how wacky the crew is like there's a mathematician another kind of mathematician and a statistician <laughs> I think it's like we what so we watched the the launch last Saturday with Joel not like live but we wanted to show Joel because he's really into rockets right now but in his head mm-hmm. it's just an abstract like crazy thing so we showed him the clip we're like no look like you know space meant like spacemen are real and they go into space and you know I like we got I kept trying to find the actual clip of it of it taking off and all the stuff up until then is exactly like that it's just like so yeah. uh they're walking to the shuttle now and they're gonna it's still gonna take a while for them to get strapped into their seats so let's just talk about the mission again and you know it's so dull I find <laughs> it a lot when you try and interview like it's a lot of time you find it with sports personalities or something like that, where it's like pretty much your whole life has to devote around this thing. Yeah. Because it's so impossible to pull off. So when you try and talk to them about anything that isn't about that, it's a very dull conversation. Yeah. 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 It's like this. When me and, so me and Becca have like a, it's almost like sumo bingo. Uh, we follow the sumo tournaments uh, from Japan. And when we watch them, sometimes they interview the wrestlers when they come off out of the ring. And they always just say, like, I'm just focusing on doing my brand of sumo. <laughs> And that's like it. It's just like they have like three or four sentences that all of them say. And it's, that's what them space launch and them sort of shows are like. It's just they've got to try and make it sound fun, but they don't even try. It's no. like they're media trained, but they just don't have the heart to follow it through. So it's just like no. they say the, the most, the least amount of words I can to get through this. Yeah, I saw the rocket go up. Uh, we were in, um, like outside. We could see it like go up. Yeah. Over. Over the I didn't see it. I didn't even know it was happening. I didn't know until the next day. <laughs> so. It was all right. So I've got uh, one last one. This is a bit like the autocorrect. It's a real effect on the world. Uh, so the Springfield baseball team, the isotopes. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the baseball team that gets referenced many, many times in the show, the Springfield isotopes, uh, the Homer's team. He like hates them until they win, and then he loves them, and then he hates them again, yeah. <laughs> that team. That's the way it always goes with sport. <laughs> That's every sports fan, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in series 12, the episode Hungry Hungry Homer, um, they are, there are plans for the isotopes to move to Albuquerque. And uh, Homer goes on hunger strike to uh, try and stop that from happening. Now, yeah. in real life, the, the Calgary Cannons team, um, they were moving to Albuquerque. 
and uh, they were having their name changed as a result of that. And the Albuquerque Tribune ran a poll to what their name should be. And the overwhelming winner was the Albuquerque Isotopes oh my God. because of this episode. And then that team is now the Albuquerque Isotopes. Oh, hang wow. on, I did know this. Yes, I did know this. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading it at the time and just thinking how crazy it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. So the Calgary Cannons became the Albuquerque Isotopes based on the Springfield Isotopes who in one episode were planning to move to Albuquerque. So That's wow. so crazy. Yeah. Do you think The Simpsons is just so great that we try to make our reality like it rather than them predicting us? We're trying to ground ourselves by making the reality as much like The Simpsons predicted as possible. Yeah, I want this carefree fun world. <laughs> the thing is uh, we'll start wrapping up now but the thing is when when a series runs as long as the simpsons does like we're in over 30 series now and i've only really talked about ideas that they predicted from the first third of that run yeah there's so many episodes yeah there's based on so many different things of course by chance some of that will actually happen yeah there's nothing actually like spooky or spiritual about it. No. Especially when there's a socially like aware program, because it's not like yeah. they're just pie in the sky things. They're actually trying to predict things that could happen because that's mm-hmm. the joke. The joke is that it applies to our social lives and it applies yes. to our real lives. And sometimes they're just mocking how ridiculous the world is mm. by exaggerating what already has happened. Yeah. And the world becomes more exaggerated and becomes that. Um, So I listened to the uh, Simpsons podcast, Talking Simpsons. It's really great. Um, And they've recently been revisiting series one again and like how sort of toned back the comedy seems to be in series one before the world got as exaggerated as, as it is now. Yeah. And in those early episodes, there is a joke that Homer buys triple chocolate that's a joke. It doesn't feel like a joke when you watch it now. It's just like, oh, he's buying triple chocolate ice cream. Because the idea of something being triple chocolate was so extreme and exaggerated yeah. mm. that it's a gag that he buys it. That's nothing now. We quadruple chocolate, sure. fucking septuple chocolate, chocolate on chocolate. Like, like it's not, that's not wild. No. no. Yeah. But no. I've been thinking throughout this, I was thinking about there is an episode of Family Guy where I can't remember exactly the details but i'm pretty sure it's it's like one of those brian and stewie episodes mm-hmm. and in it um caitlin jenner or who was bruce jenner mm-hmm. comes like there's like she comes in on like a cruise ship or something and basically dances for um the navy mm-hmm. and obviously the joke is that how crazy would it be if someone who is considered to be so macho i.e uh, uh you know a six foot four strapping male athlete becoming a woman and it's like it yeah it's the same kind of thing isn't it you you take um you know and basically the the subject matter is is trans is is taking something which actually you know 30 40 years ago would have been considered ridiculous but now it's it's normal it's completely normal and accepted in everyday life and if just slightly exaggerated one aspect of it and and you know although they don't have as many episodes as the simpsons there's a lot of episodes of family guy now like you say they're gonna Mm. get something right yeah um 
And that's part of comedy, Anything isn't it? Anything that long running has to stumble upon something that will actually happen at some point. Yeah, of course. I mean, there are people that think the Simpsons predictions, they're like, isn't it spooky? Isn't it? No. No. It's not spooky. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's just that the President T, that one, is is so bang on that it feels like it is spooky and then maybe they knew about it or something like that. Like, no, it's just... It's more that the world is spooky. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? So I hope everyone enjoyed a more light-hearted episode in these uh, troubling times we're in. Um, I know people enjoyed weird news that went up uh, recently because it was so silly and I thought I'd do another silly one just to to keep that feeling going for the time being, because I think we all need it, including me. Like, I don't want to research anything dour right now. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. That was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. I hope the listeners enjoy it, because, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I'm sure they will. It's really fun. And also, we enjoyed talking about The Simpsons so much on that other podcast we did recently. I was like, I want to do some more of that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was good fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Anyone wants to get in contact with us, they can do at unexplainableuk at mail.com. And they can also do at the website, weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. On that website, there's also links to where you can find our social media pages. There's ways to uh, support the show monetarily. Uh, you can also support us just by telling people about the show. That really helps us uh, post about it on social media, that kind of thing. It's all really helpful. Uh, there are bonus episodes of different things, uh, weird news, there's bonus weird news. There's uh, a podcast that me and Beef did a couple of years ago called Unwatchable that's really fun. We watch bad horror movies. Um, they are also available to buy. That's at bobshoy.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's my name, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also support me on patreon.com slash bobshoy to uh, just give me a little tip for my time uh, editing all the various podcasts I work on. Now, Listener of the Week. Someone who I thought had already been Listener of the Week. Uh, but I looked at my record of Listener of the Week and I don't think he has. So if you have, you're getting double, but I don't think you have. Jeff Armstrong. Listener of the Week. Um, wow. He's in contact quite often with the show, comments on a lot of our social media posts. Um, really appreciate when people engage with the show. And also, he guessed that I was going to do this episode. It was spooky. So That's spooky. A couple of weeks ago, he was like, do this episode on Twitter, do a Simpsons predicted episode. Um, and he keeps tweeting about it. And Jeff, I'm going to tell you now, I haven't been ignoring those tweets. I just didn't want to draw attention to them because you'd guessed what I was working on. Uh, <laughs> I well was done, already Jeff. working on it when you said it. That's brilliant. So Jeff, you're the real spooky one. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I could have sworn that, that he's been a listener of the week. So like recently or Jeff, if we've already made you listen of the week, let us know and we can revoke this in hindsight. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep it. <laughs> no, it's just, I'd be surprised because Jeff, you you're in touch with us quite a lot and we hear from you and yeah. we hear from you on social media and that's really great. So it would, yeah, but if not amazing. Yeah. And, uh, finally, uh, pet of the week. We've been getting loads of these recently. I really, <laughs> it, it brightens up my day to get just a picture of someone's pet. Um, but this one is a listener. So they in contact quite a lot with me on Twitter, um, at random fucks <laughs> at random F, uh, FKS and their dog Foxy. I know they take their dog for a walk and listen to weird tales as they do. So this is Foxy. Oh, ridiculously cute. dog. Yeah. Um, I know that they listen quite a lot. 
awesome. and make maybe well whilst walking Foxy. So that's a double whammy for why Foxy is pet of the week, dog of the week. Oh, absolutely! Well, he's one cute little dog. That is amazing. It is. So I think we're done. Um, everyone, I know it's rough out there, but you know we're going to all get through this. Uh, Weird Tales is here to distract you. I hope we've been getting so many nice messages from listeners. Um, you know, we've been kind of outspoken on our support for some things that are going on in the world recently. And the majority of our listeners have been, you know, right there with us and sending very nice messages and supporting the same things. Uh, hopefully we're all on the same wavelength here. Um, and I won't say anything about the shitheads who <laughs> have been posting not so nice things. Yeah. So yeah, keep it up guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I've had some, I had some really good stuff on Twitter. Uh, the other day i've deleted twitter now for anyone who follows me if you enjoyed my very fleeting i don't think i ever tweeted really did i maybe once a month if that Mm. but yeah i had some really good stuff on twitter uh from a few listeners so that was really nice yeah really great um sort of conversations and comments and interaction with people on Facebook and social media and mm. uh, Facebook and Twitter at the moment. So, and emails, getting loads of nice emails. So, we really appreciate it, guys. I mean, I think 99.9% of our listenership are Pucker. on the same wavelength, same, yeah. same wavelength as us and really good people. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, and on that note, um, I did just want to say, I'm going to say this live on the episode because I can always edit it out if you guys don't agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we posted on uh, Facebook recently that we're going to be giving uh, a big chunk of our advertising money this month to um, some of the events that are going on in the world, uh, specifically supporting various charities in the BLM movement. But I was uh, researching where to send it and, and what places to give it to and, and all that stuff. Um, and I just thought, why don't we just do this every time we get advertising money? Yeah, I would be happy going forward for half of our advertising money just to go to different charities Totally. Um, when it comes around. We get advertising money once, probably every two months. Um, so when that comes, uh, I would really like to support different charities. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know Beef himself um, is a member of a charity, and so mm. uh, we, we should be giving money to that as well. Yeah, well, that'd be much appreciated. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a great idea. Yeah, no, I'm super happy for that. Yeah, um, I'll try and give at least half of... Well, obviously, we need money for um, paying for web hosting and things like that. Uh, the odd bit of equipment. But on the whole, it sits in a kitty until we need it. And I'm just thinking, if it's been sitting in a kitty and we haven't needed it, apart from the odd little bill to keep the show going, there are people out there that do need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we want to help those causes uh, in as little of a way as we can. And if we've got some spare cash sitting around, it's, it's more useful to them than us. So... Awesome. With that in mind, when you're sending us messages, sending us pets of the week and all those nice things that you send us, if there's any charities that you really want to draw our attention to, we'd appreciate that as well because we want to send stuff their way. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Perfect idea. Sorry to spring that on you guys. I forgot to mention it, but I, did, I didn't think you had a pose. I didn't think you were going to be no. like, fuck that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, of course not. No, happy to. Happy to. The advertising yeah. money is from the listeners, really. They make the money because the advertisers are advertising to them. So, yeah, it's great to give back to the charities yeah. that they can suggest, for sure. Brilliant. It's the circle of life. Yeah, so next time you, as a listener, have to listen to a boring advert or skip for an advert, just know that that money, you listening to that, that little like 30 seconds of irritation when you listen to the show, that's 
going somewhere good now. So mm. absolutely, that's awesome, perfect. And on that positive note, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think we nailed it. Have you got a sign off? A pun sign off for Simpsons. Uh, well, I don't know. Smell you later. The witness. Smell you later. <laughs> the witness. <laughs> Doesn't make sense at all. No. Okay, so it's goodbye from me, Beef, and the Tissington. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Bye. Makes no sense at all. See you later. Love you. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye. I, I, oh, one last thing. We've, a lot of people have been signing off their emails with love you lots. Bye. Really? <laughs> yes, bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. That made me, made me laugh. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> love you lots bye love you lots bye bye, bye. You came and you gave without flaking, but I sent you Ben Gay, oh Andy. You kissed me and stopped me from something, and I... Uh-oh. Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but it's a start. Bravo. Are you hiding something from me? Like what? Judging from your song, you're infatuated with a woman named Mindy. Or a man named Andy. Lisa, look out behind you! Dad, I'm not gonna fall for that. No, Lisa, I swear to you, I'm 100% completely serious! You've gotta turn around right now before it's too late! Huh? Sucker! Ugh, money in the bank. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.